All right, everyone, welcome back to the Left of Straight Show Interviews, the premier podcast that shares the stories of our amazing LGBTQ community and, of course, fantastic straight allies, all from entertainment, foodies, books, music, and advocacy. I'm your host, as always, Scott Fullerton, so let's start talking. Joining me in studio today are two amazing film and television personalities, Guillermo Diaz and Todd Vero are here. They have a brand new film premiering in New York and L.A. and opening soon wide. It's called You Can't Stay Here. Take a look. I told myself I would never go back. Never. I don't like this game. Yeah, neither do I. You've been here long? I'm always here. So just like me then, huh? And that was a trailer for the new psychological thriller, You Can't Stay Here, written, directed, produced, and edited by Todd Vero, and produced and starring Guillermo Diaz with me today. Guys, it's so amazing to have you here. I'm a huge fan of your work in front of the camera, Guillermo. I mean, you are one of the best transformative actors in LGBT uh, community. I mean, you've done so many great different types of work. And Todd, goodness gracious, you are the epitome of guerrilla filmmaking, and you hit the mark just about every time, winning awards left, right, and center. Welcome to the show, guys. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, we're doing great. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to have you. I told you off air I got to see a sneak preview of the film a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely amazing job. Psychological thriller for real. I mean, there's about... Well, I've seen it three times now because I've seen about three different ways it can go here. And I think there's about four more hiding in there, Todd. So you really kind of 
Um, left it open to interpretation, shall we say, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely amazing. Let's talk about how this all came together. Guillermo, I kind of read you reached out to Todd. You wanted to work with him. You guys had not worked together previously. And uh, in our good friend DMs, you kind of said, hey, let's try something. How did that come together? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes in in, in our careers, especially for actors, you're, you're – you know, you're the things ebb and flow, and I was sort of at a at a at a time where um, I I was thinking, well, who do I really who? What are some of my top directors or or creative people that I want to work with? And and I thought of Todd Vero right away because I've oh, I've been a huge fan of his work for for years, and and I reached out to him on social media, and I told him that I loved his work, and what did he think about? possibly working together and and he was into it and we met up we were both in new york city at the time i was in new york doing a show um but i was recurring on it i was you know i i, I was in the city but i was I, I wasn't i didn't have a lot of on-screen time so i had all that time to think about oh my god you know what do i want to do i would you know I, I wanted to, to keep flexing that creative muscle and and um and todd was the first person that popped into my head and and, and that's sort of how it, how the ball started that's amazing. And Todd, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you come up with the, I mean, you've done over 45 films or something like this. Talk about the creative process. When someone reached out to you, that's kind of got to be exciting. What was your initial thought when you saw the DM from Guillermo? Yeah, I mean, I was I was really excited because I've been a fan of Guillermo's work um, since the beginning. Um, so, I mean, I was really excited um, to talk to him about doing something and, you know, the prospect of doing a project with him. Um, so, you know, we talked about um, how much we both like psychological horror films and um, thrillers. So I thought, you know, it would be interesting to make a film about um, cruising in New York and uh, and a serial killer. So that's how it sort of came about. And yeah, it was it was fantastic working with Guillermo and I can't wait to work with him again. And something new. Yeah. There you I go. Something many of my audience and I are familiar with. <laughs> we won't admit to it all the time, but sure, we know what cruising is. I love it. <laughs> We're going to go into your careers and the film in just a minute, but I do like to ask new guests uh, two questions whenever they come on. First thing, let my audience know a little bit about where you grew up and what kind of a kid were you? Were you always drawn to the entertainment business, Guillermo? Um, I, I was born and raised in New York City. In Manhattan, I, I grew up in Washington Heights, went to high school in the Bronx. Um, I was never, as a child, I never really thought about performing or acting until uh, sophomore year in high school. And a couple of my friends uh, were doing, a, a, they, were, they were doing the Beastie Boys for the talent show. And one of, one of our friends dropped out and they approached me and asked if I wanted to take over and be Mike D. I, I would be playing Mike D and, and I was like, sure. And, you know, we rehearsed it. And, and then that first performance night I, and I was on stage and I, I, I just, I, I felt at home and I thought this, this is where I belong. This is what I want to do. So I was about 17 when, when I, when I got bit by the bug and then, and then after that, I, I, you know, I started pursuing it and I did a ton of uh, background work and student films. I did a, uh, children's theater, dinner theater, and um, and eventually, you know, I, I, I got signed by an agent, and then it just sort of went from there. 
but yeah, it sort of started in high school. And as as a kid, I was super shy as a kid. I I was um you know, I was picked on a lot in in high school and and I think also being on stage sort of uh all those people that were bullying me in school, all that changed really quickly when when I was performing. So I think I connected uh being an actor and performing and being on stage with being accepted and not um and people loving me and and liking what I was doing. So so yeah, I connected those two things, which now in retrospect, it's a little bit sort of makes me a little bit sad to think about that, even though I, I, I fell in love with the craft, of course, and acting and all of that. But that first like thing that I felt was, oh, these people that don't like me now now do like me. So that that was that was super interesting for me, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of actors have that kind of need for validation, it seems. Yeah. And you wonder where it comes from. But yeah, definitely. That's amazing. And then, Todd, talk about yourself. Where did you grow up and what kind of got you interested in making films, being behind the camera? Yeah, I mean, I uh, grew up in Bangor, Maine. Um, and so uh, I was very isolated. And like Guillermo was saying, you know, I was also very shy um, and reserved. Uh, and it was, you know, a really small town. But I started um, acting in grade school and I really got into that because it Again, like Guillermo was saying, it was a, an opportunity for me to play somebody else. And I think also as, as you know, queer people, we learn to act really early on because we have to, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I really loved doing that. Um, but then I was also sort of directing little plays with friends of mine and things like that. And I realized that I liked that better. I liked, you know, working with actors more than being an actor myself. So, um, you know, I started making films when I went to um, Rhode, Island, Rhode Island School of Design. Um, and that's when I really got into filmmaking. Um, but, you know, I grew up in Bangor, Maine. So, you know, I, uh, I knew Stephen King and I knew his, you know, his kids. And uh, so I was always really interested in horror. And, uh, and that's so great, Todd. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I also just really quickly, I love that Todd doesn't really act anymore, but he does make appearances in his films and he makes an appearance and you can't stay here, which I love, you know, so there's still there. You still find a way to sort of get in front of the camera a little bit. I yeah. wish you would do it more. I want you to put yourself in a bigger role in the next movie we do together, Todd, possibly. Okay. <laughs> that would be amazing. I love that too. I love this. I'm the same way, Guillermo. I love it when the directors are, you have these cameos and everything and kind of, because they're usually they're fun and quirky and it just shows off their personality because you don't get to see that without yeah. behind the camera, right? I mean, uh, right. being a nurse and everything wasn't too much of a quirkiness, but it was, uh, it was definitely character building there. What was your first uh, camera you ever shot on, Todd? I mean, I remember being back, I was a Super 8 kind of guy back in the day. Um, what did you film on originally? Yeah, I mean, I started on Super 8 film as well. And I still have a Super 8 camera. And I'm actually, uh, I've been shooting some Super 8 recently. Um, and I, I love Super 8. I, I made my very first short film was all shot on Super 8 film. So, yeah, that was I my first that. camera. But I love working well, with different cameras, that. too. I love yeah, working with you are the king of guerrilla filmmaking. I mean, you work with no budget to low budget to whatever you can do, bootstrapping. I remember I've been doing the show for a long time now. And back in the day is when you found all these web series because actors had to start creating their own things, right? Back in the day. What um 
what kind of was your impetus to make, uh, to kind of do this guerrilla style? I love the way you have handheld sometime, you have TPs sometime. What kind of draws you to the style you decide to film in? Does that become budget or does that become preference after a while? Uh, I think it's more preference than budget, really. I mean, I like to work with a really small crew. Uh, I like to really be involved in the action and be part of it. Um, and for me, the camera becomes another character in the story. So, you know, the camera is reacting to the action that's happening in front of them rather than dictating what the action is. Um, so I really I really like that. I really like being immersed in it and being a part of it. Um, that's really exciting for me. And are you one of those directors that have a pretty much a, a set list or camera list of what you're looking for each time? Or do you kind of do a lot of improvisation with your actors or what, what works best, a combination of both? Uh, I think a combination of both. I like to be as prepared as possible. I, I mean, I do storyboards. I plan out every shot. I do shot lists. Um, I'm also an editor. So I think, you know, ahead of like what scenes I need and what how it's going to fit together. Um, but at the same time, you know, once we get on set and I'm working with the actors, uh, I like to improvise. And like, if, if, if we decide we're going to do something in a different way, I love that. I love like, you know, being in the moment and, uh, creating, but I think it's really, as a director, I think it's really important to be as prepared as possible so you can do that and do it well, um. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was he was super. I I I saw the receipts, man. He had a <laughs> old school notebook written from top to bottom the pages, and he had his notes, and he was one hundred percent extremely prepared. Which also for an actor, that's so great. But but okay. also I love that then being so prepared. I think allows for spontaneity and and to veer away from that. You know what I mean? And you could always go go back to it if you need to. But yeah, yeah it was well said. Very yeah. true. And then Todd, talk about, I mean, you started back with Frisk in 95 and you had some mentors before that and kind of worked with other people before, but uh, Frisk was kind of your first foray into filmmaking. little controversial at the time. Did that ever detour you? I mean, you've gone on to be so successful since then. And tell me where Banger Films came. I love the name. Is that just before being Maine? Is that just that an homage? Because I'm from Bangor, yes, it's a homage to my you know hometown. Um, yeah, I mean, before Frisk, I had made you know a, a few um, short experimental films, and I was looking to break into making a feature, and it was um, I was having difficulty like figuring out like what I wanted to do, uh, and then Marcus Yu, the producer, approached me and said, you know, do you want to do Frisk and I read the book and I was like, yes, I'd, I'd love to do this. So, you know, we wrote the script and we made the film. So that was great because it was sort of a way for me to get into features. Um, but then, you know, it was incredibly controversial and um, interesting because, you know, I had death threats and, and things and all kinds of, you know, really intense response, which was um, a little bit surprising. Um, so, you know, after that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make stuff that's, true to myself, not adaptations of other people's work. Um, so that's when I said, you know, me and my creative partner at the time, Jim Dwyer, said, like, let's just start our own production company and make stuff we want to make and write it ourselves and, and all that. So that's that's how that came about. Um, well, I, I love that because it usually does go one of two ways. If you get that kind of feedback in the beginning, you either start going really safe 
or you really start going the other direction. And I think safe filmmaking is not as much fun to either the creators that are behind it or to the viewing audience. So I think that's a, you, you made a wise decision, my friend. I hope so, yes. <laughs> Guillermo, I talked about um, your versatility. I mean, from Scarface with Dave Chappelle and Half-Bake, I mean, Huck with Scandals. Um, at Weeds was one of my favorite series. I love right. little Mary Louise Parker. Talk about what draws you to these characters. And you really are kind of, what's your background into getting into character? Because you are able to just transform yourself in each different role. I love it. I think, well, I think uh, Todd nailed it earlier when he said, you know, as queer people, we we become really, really good actors. Like I, you know, I, I remember being a teenager and just being the best liar to everyone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because you're trying to hide the fact that you're trying to hide who you really are. So, so I think that that has been the biggest, you know, sort of acting teacher for me is is uh, being queer. Um, and then what draws me to the characters on it? To, to be honest, like I wish I had the luxury that I could be like, oh, I want to play this character now, or I want to play that character. That's rarely the case. You know, for big, I'm sure Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp and people like that can can do that. But honestly, for me, it was just all those projects were just another audition. They were just auditions that I happened to book. And and I, you know, I I connected with those characters and and it worked out pretty well. And, and you know, and then there there's a few instances like like doing this movie with Todd where where I felt comfortable reaching out to him because I knew he was that type of director that was. um you know, unconventional and, and sort of, uh, would take risks. And I felt, uh, comfortable reaching out to him and, and I felt comfortable being like, Hey, I want to play, you know, I want to do this type of movie. And, but, you know, in the sort of the Hollywood side, the Hollywood world where, you know, you, you, you really don't have much control over the next role you're going to get unless you're a big name, you know? Well, your picker's kind of right on. I don't think you've had really any misses there. So yeah, the thing inside you is kind of drawn to these characters or or I think they see something in you. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. an amazing feat in and of itself. That's true. Yeah, I've, I've been very, very fortunate. And yeah, I've been very lucky. And, I, and I've, 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 you know, from the beginning, I, I worked really hard on, on, you know, auditioning and, and working on the the material and making sure I, I did a good job. I wanted it more than anything from the moment I knew I wanted to be an actor. So I think that propelled me into all these different, you know, roles that I was able to, to get and play, you know. And talk about starting to go behind the camera now. I mean, you had a directorial debut, debut yeah. with that Dear Luke, Love Me. I mean, yeah. you're producing, co-producing on this, executive producing and co-producing. That's got to be kind of exciting stepping into the to the other side of this. Um, what kind of is, is, what have you, what's made that exciting for you and what's been challenging for you so far? Um, what's made it exciting for me being behind the camera is not being in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I. I loved I love acting and I you know I'm I'm an actor through and through and uh, uh an artist in that in that sense but being there's something about being behind the camera and directing that just being being able to tell the story in a different way and not having the pressures of how do I look or having to sit through hair and makeup or you know learning lines and it it was such a thrill to sit back and be and direct 
my first feature and not worry about all those things. And, and I'm, I'm sort of at the, the, um, last part of post-production now with the film I directed and, and it's, it's, it's been amazing, like working with, you know, a composer and working with, um, you know, all the, the colorists and the special effects people. And we have an, uh, an animation sequence in the film and working, creating those characters that we, that were animated for the movie. It's, it's just been so great. I, I understand now why Todd loves, um, directing so much, but, um, but yeah. And then, and then the, the biggest, one of the biggest challenges for directing is, you know, the money, first of all, the money, when you don't have a lot of money, you, you know, you kind of are limited in what you can do and, and the, the amount of time that you can shoot and the amount of takes that you can do all that is, 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 is limited and is brought down to a very small number. So that was, that was quite challenging. And, and we, we shot this movie, the film I directed during the, the sort of the height of COVID. So we had mm -hmm. to deal with, you know, all the COVID compliance right. BS stuff, even the film that we did with Todd, we, we had to uh, get tested every every day right or every other day or every three days we had to yeah, every day pretty much yeah yeah so that uh -huh. was all that was also quite a challenge and luckily all that that's done now for now hopefully for good yeah really we hope knock wood for that one well i'm so excited for you i can't wait for you to come back and talk about it sometime so yeah yeah for sure and on the other side todd talk about working with actors that kind of have this fine <clears throat> excuse me behind the scenes knowledge is that a plus sometimes is it a hindrance does it kind of depend on the person is it nice to be able to kind of have that uh be able to kind of have that kind of back and forth talk with the actors that have oh, yeah. a little experience behind the camera yeah i mean i think it's absolutely um amazing to have actors that have experience behind the camera and uh, other aspects of filmmaking rather than just acting because they understand you know um the different, you know, they understand it from both sides. Um, right. But I mean, I really, I, I love working with actors, you know, like Guillermo, who are incredibly prepared and excited and, you know, are there to play. I mean, it's all about play. It's about having fun and, you know, exploring things together. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, I, I don't like actors that are just like, okay, you know, this you know that are rigid in their thinking or their ideas i mean i like to interact with them and talk to them and you know try different things and uh, yeah, here's my three lines i'm going back to my trailer now mr demille we'll talk exactly. to you you know i i pride myself on having a very fun set where everyone is involved everyone has an input in everything and, um, you know, we don't work late. We, we're just eight hours a day and <laughs> we get it done. So very, very few takes. Todd doesn't do a lot of takes, which is amazing. If he, if he feels he got the scene, then he moves on, which for an actor, that's a dream, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it, I felt super comfortable working with him and, I remember there was sometimes when I was like, Todd, don't you, don't you want me to like take my pants off for this scene? Or like, Todd was like, calm down, Guillermo, calm down. Like, there's no need for you to take it. That's how like comfortable I felt like with Todd. Cause I, and you know, I, I, I just, I, I just, 
love his work so much and his movies. I was just down to do anything. I trusted him so much. That is amazing. <laughs> well, I want to get into the film. Um, I'm sorry, what was that, Todd? Oh, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. He okay. Said, he said Guillermo's um, awesome. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the film. The second question I ask everybody, I'm so excited. This is a, a queer-based film. You guys are both out and proud now and everything. My second question I ask first-timers on the show is when did you first come out to yourself and when do you feel you kind of first started finding your LGBTQ tribe? Guillermo, you came out a little later. I mean, you were closeted for a while, but yeah, talk yeah. about that experience for you. But honestly, I remember being in kindergarten and knowing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Literally, it's like, it, it's it's the same for straight and gay. Like I, I remember, yeah, literally being in my kindergarten class and knowing that I was that I was gay and 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 yeah and then and then of course I didn't come out till much later I was like 27 but you know our generation it it wasn't very uh sort of it wasn't a very inviting environment to come out to you know um so it took me a while to do that but um but yeah yeah I consider myself a bear of a certain age so I definitely know yeah, that yeah, yeah. Dad back Same. in the day there <laughs> When do you think you started once you came out? Where did you start finding your tribe? When did you start feeling you found a tribe? In 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 theater, in theater, in in acting, in in films. I I joined a theater company uh, when I was in about 20, 21, 22 called Intar Lab, which is now Labyrinth Theater Company, which uh with John Ortiz and Dave, Daphne Rubin Vega. Like I remember her bringing flyers when they were first doing rent and she was like i'm doing this new show and um and then philip seymour hoffman became part of the theater company anyway so so being ha having those outlets and being able to go every week and and play with these other actors you know at this theater with this with that company was just it, it was amazing that that's sort of where that that feeling like you you found your tribe you know, first started, yeah. and and of course, not everyone was queer in the sure. in the theater company, but you just felt that everybody was completely comfortable with it and accepting, and and it, it was it, it was wonderful. Yeah, right. That's amazing. And Todd, what about you? When did you kind of first come out to yourself, and where do you feel you started finding your tribe? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I grew up in the seventies and in Bangor, Maine, and it was, um, you know. There was really nothing. There wasn't even cable TV there. Oh, shit. Um, so, you know, I was really isolated. But I knew, like Yerma, I knew really early on that I was queer. Um, and I remember I used to go to the bookstore downtown and I'd get the porn magazines and I'd put them inside of Sports Illustrated and then I'd go and like look through them. Um, so, you know, that was great because there's like there's other, you know, gay people out there and um you know, as soon as I can get out of this small town, I'm out of here. And I'm going to go find them. So, I mean, when I went, I went to um, RISD, Rhode Island School of Design, and that's really where it, when I came out because, you know, I was at art school and there's lots of queer people everywhere. And Providence, Rhode Island is a much bigger city than Bangor. So, you know, that was really when I sort of came out. But I think my parents, you know, always knew. So it wasn't like a big deal when I came out to them. Um, they were more yeah. like, we just want to make sure you're okay and you're happy. And I was like, yeah. A lot of them seem to know, especially the mom. So, yeah, I, I definitely know how that is. 
Well, let's talk about the film. Um, I, let me know where the idea, for those that um, don't know anything about it yet, Todd, let them know the idea for the script, uh, what kind of, I mean, you work with your writing partner, James, of course, you know, your partner, partner. Um, talk about the idea for the script and what the film's about. Um, yeah, I mean, well, the idea was I wanted to make a movie about New York in the 90s and cruising, and it's very loosely based on a serial killer back in the early 90s who um, was picking up gay men and murdering them, and the police weren't really doing anything about it. Um, so I wanted to sort of combine the two and have it be about a, a closeted, a sort of closeted gay man who would go to the park and see and watch the cruising and he witnesses this murder and sort of gets involved and wrapped up with the killer. And uh, you're not really sure um, if it's real or not or what's happening. So um, that those were the ideas that I was really interested in. And also, you know, the fact that in the early 90s, you know, we're still at the height of the AIDS crisis. And, um, you know, there's a lot of homophobia and internalized homophobia because of that. Um, so that all sort of involves together. Um, yeah, so that was the, the impetus to make the film. I love that. And Guillermo, I mean, you reached out to Todd to create something. When you first saw this script, what did you think of the script? I loved it. I remember loving it right away. He wrote it in like no time. Him and James Derek Dwyer, right, Todd? Yeah. <clears throat> sort of co-wrote it with Todd. Um, yeah, it was written so fast. I remember reading it and loving it right away. I did. I do remember in the beginning, it was a lot more explicit in the first sort of draft, the first couple of drafts. And I was like, look, Todd, I'm if I'm going to do this movie with you, I have to you have to tone down some of this stuff, at least in the script, because I have to send it to my managers and be like, hey, I, I want to do this movie. Um and so, and I, I remember saying, look, just tone this down in the script. But when we get to set, like, I trust you, man. Like we could do whatever, but just, so I remember me and Todd just going back and forth. And I was like, Todd, you just take that little piece out. But, um, and then I'll, you know, and then until, until, you know, then the, the final version was a lot more um, sort of a lot more uh, tame and not so uh, overt but um but it's 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 all implied and i think it's almost more powerful that it's not so in your face you know it's very hitchcock very uh very very that where it's it's implying you think you're seeing something super provocative and super sexual but you're really not you know right which is really interesting and fun it's a fun ride for the audience for sure it is. Like I said, I've seen it three times because it does have a lot of ways it can play. And I can see, I mean, I, I, I kind of have an expectation to a Todd, a Todd Barrow film now of what, so you have that little sexuality you're looking for. And this is very much, as you said, Guillermo, it's very much kind of hidden behind. I love a lot of the techniques you guys use, Todd. Um, I think the idea of Guillermo being, a, his character Rick being a photographer was amazing because it's almost a metaphor hiding behind the camera and hiding your sexuality and everything. Right. I think that was so well done and such a great metaphor was that, was that um, what thought of ahead of time? I mean, it seems very like it was part of the plot from the beginning. Oh yeah. That was absolutely from the beginning because I think uh, that's something that I've, I've felt in my own life that I, that I do, you know, I sort of hide behind the camera um, and, you know, I thought that was a really interesting idea. It's a way of him, 
being there and being involved in the action, but but being distant from it. Um, I really like that idea. And, and eventually he sort of breaks away from the camera. So I thought that was an important uh, aspect of the film and of filmmaking itself. Were you able to use that as a prop, Guillermo, to kind of hold those feelings and everything as you had that camera? Did that help you get into that character mindset? Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a way for the character to, you know, be at an arm's length from the action, if you will, that was happening in front of him in the park while he was cruising. And then, of course, little by little, he gets in, enveloped and drawn into this this sort of, you know, other world from, you know, the 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 character of Adam that that sort of seduces Rick in, in the film. And you're like, who is this guy? What is he? Is he a vampire? Like what, <laughs> right. what's going on here? But yeah, the camera was definitely, and it was a, it, it, it's always, it's always nice to have a, a, a prop that sort of feels meaningful in, in a film or, or a play and, and having that camera like for pretty much every scene was, was, was really nice. It was, it was cool. Yeah, you had your camera bag. Camera, camera yeah. had his camera bag, and that was sort of like, you know, he'd take it home with him, and you know, it was it was part of his uh, part yeah. of the character, really. Yeah, right. yeah. And the emotion, I mean, is such an emotional range of the film and the characters. I mean, we go from love, lust, and terror. I think one of my favorite scenes was probably when um, the guy with the bike is having an encounter in the park. And Guillermo, your character, Rick, kind of goes up to him and you have that want of intimacy and all of a sudden it's not there. It falls out and that just, you kind of lose the, it just, it was so well played from, from all angles. I thought that was a beautiful scene, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've, Todd and I have talked about that before. A lot of times, you know, cruising a lot of the times for, for, for people is not, um, is not about the actual act you know what i mean the intercourse or the actual like sex act it's more about you know wanting to stay in that sort of uh stage of of uh, excitement and of being just uh getting off on the fact that you're that you're cruising and around that energy you know what i mean so in, in that that scene I, I i remember shooting that scene yeah i loved it and and it was it was very much that i felt like my character was like oh this is so good that I want to step away from it because yeah. I don't want it to end. And that's why he then goes off and, you know, does his own thing for a little bit, but it's about keeping that, that sexual energy just going and, and not wanting it to end, you know? Very evocative. And just like I said, the set design, Todd was amazing. Just the, the flowers on the bike set a whole subtext and everything. I mean, it just, you're amazing with, with those little bits and pieces. I really enjoyed that filmmaking part of it. Another part I like is there's a lot of humor in there as well. I mean, we have some great pieces of humor working with your boss. I mean, I think probably one of my favorite lines of the entire film was, um, what was it, something about uh, your stalker can be your friend too or something like that. Yes, I thought it was yes, hilarious. Yes. Um, there was just some great, there yes, some great okay. comedic moments. How was it important to kind of bring that humor into this kind of psychological thriller, Todd. Well, I mean, I always like to have humor in my films, and I think it, it goes along with, you know, uh, humor is a way of sort of breaking the seriousness of life in general. And, you know, I think that's important to have in films. And, uh, yeah, I wanted 
Guillermo's character to be able to interact with people that are different. And, uh, and Vanessa is so great and so funny. I mean, we were, I was, you know, I had to stop myself from cracking up in a lot of those scenes that we were shooting with her because she's just so great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, humor is always, imp- you always have to have humor in every film, no matter what it is, uh, just to sort of break it, break up the tension. We got to talk about the rest of the cast for a couple of quick seconds because I am a huge Marlene Forte fan. Her and her husband are amazing. She's a rock star as far as a character actor goes. She's been in some of my favorite scenes. I had her and her husband on like my second or third season. Um, He's an amazing director and everything for the stuff he does on his own. Um, She was amazing. Like I said, your boss, who's, who's played your boss again? Her name is Vanessa Aspiaga, and she she's also part of she was part of Labyrinth Theater. I've I've known her for years and years. We started together. I mean, she's she's much younger than I am, but um, but yeah, she was part of that theater company. So these these were all people, and Marlene was as well. Marlene and I started acting together. We we both were cast in that theater company as well, and. Yeah, she they're they're both wonderful. And then Karina Arayave, I've known for years. She plays um she plays Rick's ex-wife and she she's terrific. All she was on Orange is New the New Orange is the New Black for a while and she had a really wonderful arc on that show. And another good friend of the show here I've had on quite a few times and when I bring the show to Palm Springs he always comes out as Michael Vaccaro had a fun little pivotal scene in there. Michael's always fun to work with. Talk about where you find how was your casting process for these people because you hit it out of the park, Todd. Yeah. Um, oh, Michael, I've I've known for a really long time. I'm, I mean, I've I've done like maybe ten movies with him, and you know, he's always great to work with and so versatile and and willing to do anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, it's great with this film. You know, Guillermo brought a lot of people on who are fantastic and great to work with. Um, and then I, I, I always like to find new people too. And, uh, you know, boy radio is somebody who was in a, a movie I did before this. And um, Justin who plays Adam, Justin Ivan Brown um, was in a couple of my other movies. So, I mean, I'm always looking for new people and that are, you know, that want to play and that are fun and interesting and, you know, willing to do stuff. And I like combining different types of people together. So, I mean, it's it's really fun bringing the cast together and, and having them work together. And I also read you brought in some real people into this, right? You had a squirrel wrangler that was uh, part of the real thing that I thought was a, a great part of the show. And then uh, the, outside the restroom, the, the older gentleman outside the restroom. Talk about incorporating those into the film. Well, I mean, the, the guy outside the restroom is actually, Jack, he's an actor, Jack Waters, who I've first met when I first moved to New York in 1989. Um, so I've known him for a really long time. He's a great actor. Um, but the raccoon man is somebody that Guillermo and I met in the park because um, we went there quite a few times, you know, just researching and, um, you know, feeling it out and, and talking to different people about their experiences there. So he was somebody we met and I put him in the script and I, and we talked about it a lot. And I was like, you know, we really need to just get him to be in the movie because no one else can play this part. And Guillermo agreed. And so we, we convinced him to be part of the movie and he was great. Um, and exactly. there were other people cruising yeah. in the park who, you know, we asked, you know, if they wanted to be extras or you know have a little scene and, and they were all excited to do it. So that was great. 
Were you going to ask Guillermo? Oh, I was just going to say that Raccoon Man, um, I think his name is Israel. I forget what his name is. Yeah. I feel terrible not remembering his name. But he's there at in Central Park feeding the raccoons every single day. Like, if people want to go... <laughs> say hello to him he he's he's he calls himself raccoon man so he's he was amazing and and i think todd spoke about this before on on another uh show that we did but you know at nighttime we would go at nighttime often to to you know just to walk around the area like todd said and and research but there were like over like hundreds and hundreds of raccoons that would be gathered around him it was mesmerizing it was it was remarkable to watch but of course we shot the movie a lot of it during the day so it, it wasn't that many raccoons we still had a bunch of them but at nighttime it's crazy how many raccoons come around yeah. it's nuts yeah it's so well, we're cool. talking about the time frame here i heard you guys shot this in something like 14 days didn't shoot over eight hours got to sleep in which is my favorite thing i have my coffee just to make it at three in the afternoon here you're in east coast time um talk about is that your style of filming generally like guillermo said you're very quick couple of takes is that how most of your movies are made todd uh yeah absolutely i mean i think um you only have a certain amount of energy and i like to concentrate it and get everything done that i need to get done and, you know, in my experience, you know, when you go over eight hours and, you know, work these 16 hour days on films, it's just like everyone is just like, you know, it drains you. And, you know, what is the point of that? It's like, get it done and move on and like, get some rest and be fresh for the next day. I mean, I, I, that's the way I like to work. And and like I said before, I mean, the, the, the important thing is to be prepared. And, to, you know, the great thing about shooting in Central Park is I could go there like for a month beforehand every day and like plan out the shots and practice them with my camera. So, nice. um, you know, you gotta do, you gotta, as a director, you really need to do that stuff. And so you don't keep your actors there for, for too long. And, you know, you get a better performance when, it, you know, you're not tired. <laughs> you talk about that Guillermo. I mean, you said that it, uh, two or three takes is a lot easier for an actor. You kind of feel what it's got, but it's gotta be just to have that kind of sense of timing for yourself because you never know going to a thing, right? If you're going to be filming for 12 hours on this, I don't know what scandal was like. I have a lot of friends on series that are on the hour episodic that are, will go 14, 16 hours. Oh, and you yeah. have some fine oiled uh, sitcoms that can be there for three hours on the day of taping. Yeah. What's, what's it like to kind of have that consistency going into it? Yeah. I mean, we certainly absolutely on scandal we do 12 to 16 hour days all, all all the time and like todd said you know your energy just starts to get drained and and then when you finally get called to set to shoot a scene you know you'll do a couple of takes and then everybody notices that you don't have the energy or it's not quite there and it takes a minute to get back into it so todd's way of shooting is just it's it's brilliant it's it's just so smart to to work that way because you get it you get it done you come in you have the energy you get the scene done and then and then you're good and, and you're out um but i kind of i kind of came into um uh, this movie to, to you can't stay here knowing so that that was probably going to be the way we were shooting and that it was going to be uh you know there wasn't going to be a lot of time to think a lot about the scene or how it was going to play it i did come to set very prepared 
But mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, like Todd said, you get the the best performances when you don't have a lot of time to think. You just kind of thrust yourself into it and have to get it done. We were also dealing with the elements. We were shooting in Central Park, which was crazy busy in the summer. So we're dealing with people walking, you know, into the scene. And so we had to we had to get stuff done like super quick. And that, I think, added to the, you know, the the that energy that we have in the movie. And it's it it's 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 great i think it it helped it it's it's good for it you know let's finish it up with the title you can't uh stay here i mean very much um alludes to i think rick's character in there he's really kind of between homes with his ex-wife and with his mother and you have a song that i think was part of it as well talk about how that came together that's amazing yeah, I mean, uh, well, when I was researching and going to the ramble and sort of, you know, figuring out the script, I remember uh, a cop came by one night and was just, you know, tapping people and saying, you can't stay here. You can't stay here. I was like, that's my title. <laughs> so that's how I got the title. Because I mean, but, but like you said, I think it relates to Rick's character in that, you know, he can't stay with his ex-wife. He can't stay with his mom. He can't stay in the park because, you know, he'll get arrested or murdered or something will happen. Um, so he's kind of trying to figure out where he fits in in the world. So if, if to me, it was a really perfect title to describe what the movie is about, about trying to figure out who you are and where you belong. Um, well, guys, I can't wait for everyone to see it again. Thanks so much for giving me a preview part that you can't stay here. We're talking, I mean, we're filming this the day before you're having the big New York premiere. So congratulations on that. And then it's in L.A. about a week and a half later. Um, talk about, this is even your first premieres. I think you premiered it down in Mexico or something, right? Yeah, yeah we've played in a few festivals around the world. And that was amazing. Um, really really uh, great to play in different places and see what different reactions are. Um, but we're really excited to show in New York because, you know, this is where we filmed it, and uh, it's going to be a really amazing run here in New York. And we open in L.A. on February 8th, so uh, everyone should see it in L.A. too. Yes. Fantastic. And Guillermo, talk about the effort. It's a quick second. I mean, you, you work on this project for so long, then it takes so long for this to come out. Is Then you go back into the promotion part of it. Is that the fun part for you, where you actually get to interact with the fans? Is it more no, no. an extra work while you're doing other things? Or how did, how is it for promotion for you? No, I, I, much pref- I much prefer to be shooting and doing the work and being in Central Park with Todd and the rest of the crew and, and shooting the movie. I, I, I much more prefer that the acting part and, and, and making it happen. Although this promotion part is, 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 you know, it's exciting and fun too. It's exciting to know that the world is finally going to get to see the film and, you know, and see all the hard work we put into it. It's a very unique um, sort of otherworldly type. It has that feeling. And I I think people are really going to enjoy it. So that, that, that's super exciting to know that, that folks are going to get their eyes on it and, and check it out and hopefully enjoy it. Fantastic. Gentlemen, congratulations on the film. Todd, let everyone know you have another project you're kind of working on now. Where can they find you on social media, my friend? Um, well, uh, I'm at Todd Vero, um, or on Facebook, I guess I'm just Todd Vero. I mean, and you can, the great thing about my name is uh, I'm the only Todd Vero in the world. So <laughs> it's going to be me. Um and uh, I'm working on a few things right now. I've got a, a few scripts. I'm not sure which one's going to 
come, you know, be next. Um, but I, like I said, I'm also working on a Super 8 film where that's a that's called Memorabilia. That's all about sort of uh, an older gay man thinking about all the people he's had sex with in his whole life. And he's sort of oh. um, thinking about the memorabilia from those different people. So that's probably going to be the next thing that's finished. That's an amazing concept. Guillermo, where can we find you when living under a rock? And what projects do you have down the pike here? Um, on Instagram, I'm Guillermo Diaz, at Guillermo Diaz Real. And Twitter, I'm Guillermo Diaz Yo, which is not Twitter anymore, right? Now it's X. Which is yeah, still- who knows anymore? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm still ready to be out of, gone from X, Twitter, whatever the hell it is. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Yeah. Do you have any projects you're allowed to talk about? I mean, actors usually have to be so secretive on things. Right, but... right. Um, well, I'm I'm right back into taping uh, Unpacking the Toolbox, which is the Scandal Rewatch podcast that I do with Katie Lowe's, who played Quinn on the show. So we ju- we just started taping. We're like three episodes in. I think we're doing like 21 episodes. Um, wow. So I'm doing that right now. And, and you know, we were the actors were on strike for for quite a long time there. So we're just we're just getting back into auditioning and you know back in the groove of things so hopefully stuff will start to to happen there as well and hopefully todd and i will will work on the next film together soon well you hit it out of the park this time my friends i hope to see you guys acting and working together producing whatever you have to do if you produce together a project with somebody else i think you guys have a great mindset and work together very well thanks so much for coming on the leftist right show it was an amazing conversation thank you so much Thank you for You're very welcome. Stay on the line for me, guys. We have a special five questions with Todd and Guillermo, so be sure to look for that next week. You're listening to the Leftist Rate Show right here on the Leftist Rate Radio Network, Season 7. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor, and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.